Thanks so much for stopping by today. We've got a great show planned for you, and I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation. Before we get started, I wanted to share a note from a wonderful listener, Kimberly. Thank you so much for writing me via Facebook on at Be Well My Soul. And so I wanted to share with you some feedback that I've received about the show, and I would love to hear from you as well. Kimberly writes, I wanted to take a moment to share how much of a blessing Cubicles in Christ has been. I am awed at how God has used you and this podcast to speak directly into so many areas of my life. As a Christian, a member of corporate America, and a female, there are so many struggles, challenges, and experiences that are unique to belonging to all three of these groups. And your podcast speaks to, touched, and provides encouragement in every single thing. Kimberly, thank you. It's such a blessing to hear from you and to hear how Cubicles in Christ is touching your life and making a difference. And I just wanted to share that with all of you. And again, would love for you to share with me, how is this show helping you? How is it blessing you or influencing your life? I appreciate you for tuning in each and every episode. And let's join the conversation with my guest today. Hello and welcome to Cubicles in Christ. Kelly Johnson, certified leadership coach and founder of Be Well My Soul, is on a mission to encourage and inspire you to be spiritually authentic and thrive in life. Let's join the conversation with Kelly now. Today we're going to talk about the fact that we are Christian but human, and ain't that the truth? I am so pleased and honored to have Sarada Reeves Murphy. Join me today. She's a Christ follower, a wife, a dog mom, and owner of the very popular and very fabulous Expressions Bracelets. And she's also a speaker through her organization, Serata Speaks. She's based in Prosper, Texas. And Serata, I just want to welcome you and thank you for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be speaking with you today. Well, I think we're going to have fun. Um, Sarada and I met each other really by happenstance. I saw her on a Good Morning Texas show a couple of years ago and just loved her brand, loved Expressions Bracelets. And as the Lord would have it, we just so happened to be at an event at the same place and same time recently. And I just appreciate you, Sarada, for being open to connecting further. Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> so. I know from our conversations that you have just a wonderful history in terms of your walk with the Lord. Will you first share your spiritual foundation? How did you come to know the Lord and and what was life like growing up? So I was born into a Pentecostal family. Both my mother and my father are Pentecostal ministers. So if you want to talk about preacher's kids, I'm, I'm a preacher kid squared as both parents are were ministers. And beyond that, um, in the Pentecostal faith, there are a lot of restrictions or limitations where um, there are things that are taken to an extent of you're able to live, you're not quite able to live your life in the way that you're able to fully let it shine. And I appreciate everything that my parents did growing up. I appreciate the lessons that they taught us. And I've never strayed away from my 
walk with God. But in my walk with God, I have found that taking the Bible and really understanding what its purpose is in our day-to-day life, it is to learn how to treat people, how to let your light shine and not necessarily judging people or bringing them down. And that's a lot of things that I think I saw growing up uh, in some of the churches I've attended, even as an adult. But the growth that I have uh, experienced with God is that if you focus on yourself and making sure that you're doing those things, whereas in your walk with Christ, you are showing others how to live, then you'll be much better off. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. And you're right. I mean, our spiritual foundation is so important, but as we grow and mature and we have different life experiences, we're able to really develop that personal, intimate relationship with the Lord. And some of that we do carry from our childhood as the foundation. But I I love what you're saying in terms of just experiencing life. You have come to understand what your walk with the Lord is really about. Right, right. It's not so much about what not to do, but what to do. And I think that's a lot of what we heard growing up, uh, whether it be because of the denomination or just how it was ministered to us. But in all of that, um, my parents were very diligent in making sure we understood um, who Christ was in our life and how to follow Christ. And they were very great examples. Um, but you just learn and live as you go on, go on and do your own thing and experience life on your own terms. Absolutely. So if we carry that forward to sort of where you are today in your life, we'll talk about expressions bracelets in a moment, but how... How do you come to understand what it means to be spiritually authentic as a Christian today at this stage in your life? Well, being spiritually authentic to me means showing that you are not perfect. We are not perfect. If we were perfect, we'd be God. We are just striving for progress and not perfection because until we meet God, that's just not going to happen. So in showing people that in this Christian walk or in this walk with Christ, you are going to have mishaps. You're going to bump your head more than one time. As a Christian, you're going to do things that are not Christian-like, but you're constantly working on yourself and understanding that the mistakes that you make, you're going to go back and change them, or you're going to change them. So you're going to learn from your experiences. Um, I like to show people that I'm a Christian without having to say anything. And that's just by how I'm treating them how I'm engaging with them, even if I'm treated incorrectly. And sometimes you want to get angry and sometimes you do get angry mm-hmm. and you have to go back and ask for forgiveness. But showing others that this Christian walk is in by no way perfect, but you're always striving to be better. And that's being authentic, showing them that you are authentically a human. You're still a human, but you're also striving to be a better Christian. Yeah, it's interesting. So a conversation uh, came up as you were talking or that I was reminded of. And sometimes that pressure to act a certain way, be perpetually nice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because people know we're a Christian. Sometimes I think that can lead to sort of some false perceptions about what it means to be a Christian. And I was sharing with someone, you know, Jesus didn't play. He didn't play Mm -hmm. around, you know, when the money changers were in the synagogue, like he handled it. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there are times when um, 
even, you know, Jesus is our example. And there are times that he was very straightforward and he addressed sometimes the, the ulterior motives of, of people. And he called a spade a spade at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but yet I think there are sometimes people that are in our life that can put some bondage, put some false thinking and false expectations around how we should act. What, what do you think about that? I, I completely agree because people assume, especially when you begin to tell them that you're a Christ follower, they expect a certain thing out of you and whatever that means in society, you're correct. It means that you're supposed to be without fault. You're supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to turn the other cheek and all of those things. And that's not the case when you're dealing with a person that's authentically uh, being a Christian for the simple fact that, as you already stated, there are times where, you know, God didn't play and, and then he does that in our own lives and we're straying away. He gets us together and whether it be uh, by some type of punishment or a lesson, I would better say a lesson learned, sometimes we have to learn the hard way. And even with dealing with people in, in business, a lot of times people confuse the fact that you're a Christian with you're not a, a business person that means business. And so in our walk with Christ, we have to understand that sometimes people are going to judge us. They're going to think that we're supposed to be the nicest of nice people. And that's not the case. So being authentically me means, yes, I get upset. Yes, I have moments where I'm driving and there's road rage because someone cut me off. <laughs> um, there are times where, you know, I'm just not having a good day. I mean, I can pray all day, every day, and that's just not my day. I learned something from it. But the point of being Christian is to coming back and centering yourself and, and talking with God and saying, God, how can I handle the situation? How can I um, be effective in this area of my life? But still knowing that, you know, you're human and you're going to react to certain things. And that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. That just means that you had to stand your ground on that particular instance and then keep moving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think hopefully as we all continue on this spiritual maturity process, when we do mess up, hopefully we are submitting to the Holy Spirit's promptings and urgings to go back and own up to mistakes or you know, maybe things that we said that weren't in the right tone or the mm-hmm. right volume level. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I, yes, absolutely. We are going to mess up. But hopefully, as we get stronger in our faith and stronger in our walk, I know there's been plenty of times that I have said something to my uh, ten, uh, teenager son <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of anger. And I'm like, okay, the Holy Spirit will not let me let that go. It's like, you need to go back and you need to own up to that. Yes, he was wrong for whatever, not unloading the dishwasher, Mm -hmm. but you didn't handle that right. And I can't sit on it. It's like, I have to go and I have to apologize. I have to acknowledge my part in not handling that situation correctly. Right. And again, it's just, it's progress. It's not perfection. And it's always progress, learning from those mistakes and and correcting where you need to. But also, you know, there's sometimes when I don't have children. I mean, I have a dog. <laughs> but if I told her to do something, and I promise you, she understands English. If I told her to do something and she didn't do it and I raised my voice, you know, I, I meant business at that particular moment. It wasn't anything where I, you know, lashed out at her in anger. 
And if I did, of course, even with my pet, definitely with my husband, definitely with other people that I interact with, I am the first one to say, I'm sorry if there is something that I did that was incorrect. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about where you are in your journey in terms of what you believe your purpose is. Do you feel like you have a sense for that? Mm -hmm. Um, How are you aligning what you believe to know at this point? Because I believe purpose is a is a journey. It is a process. I don't think we're ever really done. Mm -mm. (laughs) Never. Absolutely. So where, where would you say you are right now? What's always evolving? When I started my business, my business was primarily for um, income. Uh, Let's just be honest about that. I needed to eat. And so that was the sole purpose of the business. But over time, it has evolved. And I have begun to make hand stamp bracelets. I shouldn't say just began, but we've been doing that now for about two and a half years. So we've been in business for six years. And in stamping bracelets, I remember one day I was sitting here trying to think of the next thing that I wanted to do with these stamp bracelets, trying to find a purpose for them. Like, okay, what what are you going to be known for? Everyone stamps the bracelets. What are you going to be known for? And I continued to pray on it. And eventually I started stamping scripture. And not the actual full verse, but just the reference, Proverbs 30, uh, 13, 25, or, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, or Proverbs 14 and 1, whatever it was. And then it would have a word on the backside of it. And I was like, well, how can I give this to people that need them? Yes, we can put them on the site to sell, but how can I reach more people with this business? And I just kept feeling this need to reach more women, to inspire them, to motivate them, to show them the light and the light being the light of Christ, the light of living, how you can find your, your purpose, your, your, your purpose for passion for life. And so I started stamping these bracelets and I packaged them with a scripture card. And then it came to me to start giving away bracelets. And I was like, um, the whole point of this is to make money, not to give away (laughs) bracelets. We're missing the point here. And it just kept coming and kept coming. And I was like, well, how can I do this to where it makes sense, business sense, as well as spiritual sense? Because sometimes we question God. We're like, well, God, if I give away this, am I going to get this back? And he's like, well, I told you to give. So how about we start there? (laughs) We'll we'll start there. So I started contacting people and some people were shocked. They were like, you want to give me bracelets for my event? You want to give me charms for my event? I'm like, yeah, I want to sponsor this event. And one particular event we went to was the biggest one we did last year. We gave away close to 300 bracelets to women in attendance at this uh, church conference. And so I always like to do women-centered events. And if they are spiritual-centered as well, that's, that's like a bonus. So after I had given the bracelets away, we had the young ladies come in and gift it to each lady in the audience. And I had a three-minute presentation on stage. I walked off stage and I was sitting there and I was like, God, was that really you? Is that really what you wanted me to do? And at that moment, a lady leaned over and she was actually crying. And she showed me her bracelet and her bracelet said, by faith. And she said, you're not going to believe this, but I was just talking to my mother about having faith and how to increase my faith. And she had just sent me a scripture on faith. She was like, and here is just another confirmation that I need to continue to increase my faith. And you talk about ugly tears. Yeah, I had the whole ugly tears coming down and I was like, okay, 
this has got to be you. Just one person. And we went on to hear, and I say we because I had a team with me that day. We went on to hear numerous stories of women being impacted by the word or phrase that they received. And they were just random choices. We had selected 10 phrases. So we made 30 of each of those phrases. And somehow the women got what they needed to get. So talk about purpose. Wow. I'm going to say that, yes, <laughs> that was definitely my purpose. I'm, I'm supposed to spread the word. I'm supposed to spread the word, whether it be words we choose to give women to inspire them with scripture, whatever it is, that's part of my purpose currently in my journey. And I love how you said it, it evolves. It may change two years from now. It may change three years from now. But I do believe the foundation of it is helping women. Wow. Wow. I love that story. Oh, it just, you know, because think about it. The Holy Spirit was orchestrating who got what bracelet. Yes. Amen. And, <laughs> right? Right? And your act of obedience, which I think obe obedience is a big part of what you just shared. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you hadn't have been. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like. That encouragement, that little extra boost, that extra confirmation that the women received as a result of getting their bracelet, their word. Mm -hmm. Imagine if they could have still been sort of walking around feeling sort of like in a funk or just still kind of feeling maybe a little hopeless. Yes. But that bracelet, that charm, that word gave them just an extra little boost. I, I love that. That just, ugh. It, it definitely it definitely gives you chills because it reminds you that God works in mysterious ways. And when he tells you to do something, although you may fight back because I'm the biggest one, I will fight back. I'm like, I don't know about this God. And he's constantly like, well, I told you to do that two years ago, but okay, you want to fight me on this. But you never know who you're going to impact by listening and being obedient. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So. I won't go into a lot of detail because I want to make sure that you and I have time to talk. But for me, starting this podcast, and I don't think I've shared this on air, mm -hmm. but starting this podcast was a reluctant act of obedience for me. Mm -hmm. And the Lord gave me the idea for a podcast, but I dismissed it for months, like, like nine months. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I dismissed it, and I was like, uh, "I don't have time." Does that, you know, what? What's the purpose? What's the point? Like, I don't know, Lord. Mm -hmm. And He just really got me to a place where it's like, "No, I need you to do something with that." And and here we are today. So I can totally relate to sort of that questioning, like, "Is that you, Lord?" Because that kind of mm -hmm. doesn't make sense on paper. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I want to make sure that we put a little disclaimer out there for everyone who's listening. You've heard Serata say that she enjoys sponsoring women's events. Just know she's going to pray about your request. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Right. So, and there's a form on the website if they want to submit. So we're all okay. good. All right. What's that website? Let's let everybody start. I know somebody's going to pull up their uh, web browser right now. So they need to go and check out your amazing jewelry. What's the website? Expressions, and that's with an S, bracelets with an S dot com. And there they'll find all of the items as well as the Give EB part where if they do have an event coming up, that they would like for us to consider 
donating bracelets to the women in the audience, they can submit the form there. Great. Thank you for that. Now, remember, she said consider. And <laughs> Jesus is going to tell her which events to support. And uh, But we appreciate that you do um, have that. I call it ministry. You know, when yes. you own your business, if you are a believer really striving to honor God in what you do, it's almost like you can't help but have a part of your business be some form of ministry. Yes. You, what do you think about that? I completely agree. And, and again, it's, it's, it's about how God just drops these little nuggets in your, in your mind and in your spirit. And, and sometimes we question, we're like, Lord, is that really you? I was thinking of getting back into blogging and that's a huge component of your e-commerce site, but I hadn't done it in years. And I was like, well, I need a formula. You've got to have a formula for everything. So you're not just trying to think of things to blog about, something consistent for people to look forward to. And earlier this year, it came to my attention, you're already doing scripture bracelets. Why don't you take a scripture a month and blog about it? Mm. How easy of a format is that? And goes back to what you're saying. That's also ministry. And it goes back to being human because the blog is definitely human. It tells you, hey, this is who I am in my walk with Christ. So if you happen upon me, you're going to get the real authentic Serata Christian human Serata. But just know that in all of that, my heart is with Christ. And my message to you is you can live a life full of beauty, love, don't have to be poor, or broken down or any of those things. Your walk with Christ can be so abundant if you are obedient to his word and understanding what he wants for your life, not someone else's life, but for your life. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's beautiful. So how, how can we make this practical? Because there might be someone listening now and they're, they're looking on your website. Ooh, that's beautiful. Ooh, that's Mm -hmm. pretty. And they're like, yeah, you know, she's arrived. She's got it together. She's been doing this for six years with this expressions bracelets. She's a speaker traveling around the country. What would you say was a turning point to really getting to where you are right now from a spiritual and business sort of balance standpoint? How did you do that? Well, I, I will say this, um, and it reminds me of the scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven talks about how God has a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. Now, the funny thing is I had a plan for my life too. That was plan A and plan A had everything all lined out. I was going to have five kids. I was going to get married right after college. I was going to be a teacher. I had it all mapped out and God laughed. He thought that was pretty funny because he had a total complete opposite plan for my life. Mm. And so I started traveling as a speaker in my late twenties, um, probably mid thirties. I had gone to at least 40 of the, the state speaking to numerous people, crowds of up to one and 2000 at a time. So it was an amazing time in my life. I mean, I was on flights, you know, two or three times a week. And I also at the same time had a corporate job because I was a contract speaker with Monster and I had a corporate job as well. Both of them I was able to do from anywhere in the country. I was very, very blessed in that, in that aspect. However, I got laid off. And when I got laid off of my corporate job within nine to 12 months, I lost the contract. I didn't lose the contract. I should rephrase that. The company itself dissolved and they were no longer contracting speakers. So didn't have that source either. So that left me on unemployment. And that's more like, oh my God, (laughs) 
I thought you were taking care of me. You let me do all these amazing things. Now what? I've just hit a wall and I'm in my mid-30s. What, what's going on now? But God surely but slowly began to minister to my heart and minister to me and understanding that whatever you have, you have to be grateful for and thankful for. And that was a, a big turning point in my life because I lost a lot of things. Um, I had a couple of cars repossessed. I almost lost the place that I was living in. So I understand what it means to be at the bottom, trying to put things together and figure out things and make things work. But what I understood about business is that when you set your mind to do something, you have to do your research and you have to be resourceful and you have to really, really be consistent in everything that you do. So for women that are out there that are, whether it be, if it's in their spiritual walk with Christ, you have to be consistent. If it is waking up every morning, saying a quick prayer, doing your devotion, and then going off about your day, awesome. Continue to do that and you'll begin to see the changes in your life. But also listen to what God is imparting in your spirit and your heart. If it's business, same thing. You've got to get up every day and be consistent about what it is that you want in your business life. And there are going to be ups and downs. And as far as making it, there's no inroad to this thing. If you're an entrepreneur, you are constantly on the grind. You are constantly hustling until you get to a point to where you're able to hire other people to kind of help you build this. And so my husband began to put systems in place for our businesses. And that has helped a lot because you can't do everything by yourself. You have to outsource. And sometimes even in your spiritual life, you can't do everything by yourself. Sometimes you got to meet up with a girlfriend and outsource and, and, and share your journey with her and let her minister to your soul or meet up with your minister, your pastor, whoever it is in your life that can kind of feed into your spiritual soul so that you're able to grow. And that's both spiritually as well as with your business. Girl, you need to testify on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my, there was a... That's awesome. Girl, okay, so I want to recap because mm-hmm. you provided some really good practical tips and I want to make sure everyone gets this. So one, you got to do your research. Mm-hmm. Number two, you got to be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Number three, you need to be consistent. And number four, we, you have to listen to God. Yes. And I think that applies to if you have a corporate career, um, if you are a business owner, as you mentioned before, in your spiritual life as well, as well as in relationships. Yeah. Right? Um, no one's going to have a healthy relationship with a parent, a child, a spouse, um, a sibling. You're going to have to be consistent. You're going to have to um, invest in the time that it takes to make even relationships work. So, I think those four principles apply to so many areas of our life. And I'm actually about to release a new episode as a part of the Thrive series, which is kind of like a mini devotional, mm-hmm. but it's, it's talking about waiting patiently on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? What do you do when you're waiting? Um, I think that consistency part of just seeking the Lord, which is what you were talking about, really ties into what you have to do, because there will be times that appear to be dark, they mm-hmm. feel dark, they feel heavy, they feel hopeless. Um, you know, you talked about your financial situation of mm-hmm. you know, where you were and 
a previous episode with Whitney English, um, another guest. She talked about how her business, seven figure, mm-hmm. seven figure business, she had to file for business bankruptcy. Yeah. She shared that on the show. And so we all will hit low points and mm-hmm. it's like, what do you do? What yeah. do you do? Yeah. You got to keep the faith. And that's one of the hardest things. That's one of the hardest things, keeping the faith. But that comes with that constant, I'm going to get up every morning and I'm going to, God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to read a devotion. And even if I'm fighting against it, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it, consistently doing it until you get your breakthrough. Absolutely. I was walking and praying one morning and just kind of talking to the Lord about some stuff that was going on. and. This dropped in my heart, and that is, God is always on the throne. Mm-hmm. There is never a time that He is out of control, and there's never a time that He's taken by surprise that something happened or that something didn't happen. And just in case there's someone listening right now that feels like a situation is hopeless, I just want to encourage you that God is always in control. And he cares about everything that you care about. And he's not surprised. Mm. That's deep. That, that, that gave me chills. That is, that is so true. We come to him going, God, why? And that is so true. It's like, he already knew that was happening. Absolutely. And he, so there's a song, I don't know, some, maybe some churches sing it, some don't. But it talks about how his blood still works. Mm-hmm. And the other Sunday, we were singing that song, and this also occurred to me. Well, not only does his blood still work, but his blood is limitless. Mm. There is nothing, because there are, there are certain situations in my life where I'm like, ooh, Lord, that's a big one. I don't know what you're going to do with that one. <laughs> right? Like, because it yes. feels so big, because it feels so impossible to me. Mm-hmm. I then transfer that onto God. Like, well, surely, Lord, you know, if I haven't figured it out, like, what do you, you can't either. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know intellectually that that is not true. Yeah. But it feels that way. It feels true. Mm -hmm. And as I was singing that song, I was like, you know what? His blood works on that situation. Oh, yeah. That one over there. Mm -hmm, That one, too. His blood works. It covers everything. We just have to trust. And sometimes we have to wait. And you know what? Even in the waiting, sometimes we have to understand that that thing that we want so bad is just not for us. Girl, yes. And that that, that brings me back to my scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. My plans were totally different than the life that I'm living right now, but this life is so much better. This life is so much greater And I had to let go of some of those things that I really, really wanted. And it doesn't mean that God's not going to provide it in a different way, but it's not how I saw it and how I wanted it. Sometimes we have to begin to, not sometimes, all the times we have to say, God, here's what I want, but let your will be done. Yep. Totally. I I couldn't agree more. And I think that's the hard part. It's, you know, I think it was, was it Paul maybe who said, you know, I die daily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> yes. We have to die daily to our goals, our dreams, our desires, and make sure 
that we are asking. It's okay to have dreams. It is absolutely mm-hmm. okay to have desires. Yes. But the key is what you said. Nevertheless, not my will, Lord, your will be done. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to surrender that will because we want what we want. And if we have been successful in the past and we've, we're movers and shakers, we make things happen, mm-hmm. we will sometimes get to a point where, ooh, that's, that's not working for me anymore. Yeah. So we're about to wrap up in a little bit, but I wanted to just have you maybe touch a little bit on how, what do you see as your spiritual legacy? So you're already aligning your business to a greater purpose. Um, and, and a ministry, but what about kind of a legacy? What do you hope to leave behind? I hope to leave behind a spirit of love, a spirit of acceptance, um, and a spirit of forgiveness in the sense that the way that I live my life, if someone else is looking in, whether it be a family member, a close friend, or someone from afar, I want them to be able to say, you know what? That girl loved hard. She forgave when necessary or she gave, forgave, period, you know, when, when mm-hmm. it was needed to be forgiven. But she was also accepting. And I think a lot of times as Christian, we don't accept certain people from different walks of life because we feel like that's going to interfere with us being Christian. Mm-hmm. And it's not. That's for God to deal with and decide on, you know, whom is or who, who, who is not a part of um, his kingdom. That's not for us to decide. In our walk with life, we are just to spread the love and to share love and to share kindness in our ministry. And I want to leave that behind, whether it be by leaving a business behind or not. If this thing just goes kaput, I still want someone to be able to say that girl loved, she accepted, and she forgave. That's really powerful. And and actually, I think you saying that you want to leave a legacy of being accepting, I would say that's very unique. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of Christians struggle with, okay, how are we supposed to separate ourselves from the world? But Jesus had dinner with a tax collector and he talked to a Samaritan woman, which was, you know, very taboo. You know, Jesus did things that by the standards and the, values of that time were like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So he was an example. He is an example in many ways of perhaps being accepting in situations that you wouldn't think that he would being the son of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when, you know, the, the, the men brought the woman who was caught in adultery, you know, he didn't just jump and blast her. Mm hmm. He was like, okay, but what about your sin? Amen. (laughs) Right? Right? Man, I think we get caught up too much in not even recognizing our own sins. And and you see a lot of that in different walks of life. You will see it, whether it be different Christian, Christian organizations or whatever it may be. But a lot of times as Christians, we will start judging so much that we can't see where we are, what we may be doing wrong. And, and we are not here to judge. Mm-hmm. We are here to just spread the love and spread the light and make sure we are living our lives so that we can be an example to other people. And before you know it, there will be people just following in your footsteps without you having to be overbearing or, you know, preaching fire and brimstone. To them. It doesn't have to be that way. 
you can shine your light and people will follow. Absolutely. Christian, but human, just Mm -hmm. like you were saying earlier. (laughs) So in just a moment, we're going to wrap up in prayer. I want to make sure people know how to get in touch with you, follow you on social media. And then I, of course, just want to make sure you have an opportunity to share any final thoughts if you do. Um, But first, how can people get in touch with you? Well, they can find me via expressions bracelets that's with expressions with an s and bracelets with an s dot com or at yahoo.com it's the same on facebook it's the same on instagram expressions bracelets and they can always send me a message or an email or if they want to contact me through my speaking company it's serata s-a-r-a-t-t-a speak with an s same on twitter same on facebook same on instagram and same on the website Fantastic. I'll be sure to include links to your social handles in the show notes so everyone can take a look at that and be sure to follow Serata on her different outlets and channels. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed the conversation today. Is there any kind of final or closing thoughts you want to share before we pray? Well, I I just really want to thank you for what you are doing. This is something very unique that I haven't encountered before. I've done several podcasts, but I I do want to thank you for what you are doing because I do think it is giving other women an example of how other people are living their lives and how they can continue to walk that Christian walk with, with God, but still live in the world that we live in, but still remain spiritually authentic. So thank you for this. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's been a blessing and I love hearing from people in terms of how this show is helping them on that mm-hmm. journey. and. So I always encourage people to drop me a note. I love hearing them. I think I shared a note at the top of the show from, uh, from a listener. And if you want to get in contact with me, feel free to go to cubiclesandchrist.com and you can find my email address there. So thank you again, Sarada, for being here. I just loved hearing your story and just loved seeing where you are on this journey. Thank you for sharing it with all the listeners. Thank you. Awesome. All right, let's go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for how good and awesome you are. I thank you, Lord, that you are always in control. I thank you, Lord, that there's no condemnation for those of us who are in in you, Lord. And I thank you that we can be Christian but human. And I thank you for meeting us where we are. I thank you that you came to give us a life of abundance. And not always and not necessarily from a material perspective, but I thank you for the abundance of love. I thank you for an abundance of peace. I thank you for an abundance of joy. And I ask that you provide it to every single person under the sound of my voice right now, Father. I ask you to touch their situations. And I ask you to speak life, speak hope, and speak encouragement, Lord. Will you give them the one word that they need? We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, everyone. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for joining this episode of Cubicles in Christ. Be sure to visit BeWellMySoul.com for fresh biblical inspiration and practical ideas to thrive in life. May you grow in peace, love, and soul prosperity.